how do I identify an apprentice in my group? They are the first person that I ask when I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Hey, will you lead this group? Mm-hmm. That is just the most natural thing that you do. A- automatically, you don't even have to have a thought process. Yep. You're automatically thinking, how, when I'm gone, can I have this time together not go terribly? This is the Village Church Community Group Leadership Training Podcast. Our goal is to help you grow your skills to lead amazing groups. Hey, it's Suze McLeod here with the Village Church Community Group Leadership Training Podcast. And today we're with Michael Fueling. Michael is the lead pastor at Village Church, and he has been leading groups for years. Today, Michael is going to help us identify three ways to find our apprentice. One of the challenges that we have had as we developed our community group ministry is really finding, identifying, and then releasing apprentice leaders. When we started the ministry, we all thought it would be a much more natural and intuitive thing. Uh, Lo and behold, as we jumped into community groups, the vast majority of them did not find, identify, or even release an apprentice. In fact, what we found was the opposite, that the community group leaders, the couple, felt the primary burden to have on themselves the full weight of hospitality, the full weight of um, teaching, the full weight of shepherding, of follow-through, of prayer. So what we learned is that uh, developing and implementing an apprentice leader is something that has to be really taught, encouraged. Um, and then we also need to give our community group leaders the freedom to not have to bear the full weight of the burden of every part of a community group. So let's talk about three ways to identify an apprentice. And the assumption here is that you have been trained. Mm-hmm. You know that an apprentice is a high priority. And you know that there will come a day when you're going to need to either leave your group or start a new group. And this becomes important. So let's just assume you know all that. Number one, how do I identify an apprentice in my group? They are the first person that I ask when I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Hey, will you lead this group? Mm-hmm. And that that is just the most natural thing that you do. A- automatically, you don't even have to have a thought process. Yep. You're automatically thinking, how when I'm gone, can I have this time together not go terribly? Mm-hmm. And the first person or the first couple that comes to your mind is often yep. the person that you should probably consider. Yep. Now, be very just cautious when you think about your apprentice. Some people want their apprentice leader to be the person who teaches. Mm. You got to think about what kind of person do I want to be a leader, uh, to be a community group leader? Because the apprentice is a potential future community group leader. Yes. And let me just say it this way. The best teachers sometimes make terrible group leaders because community group leaders, uh, they're about connection and love, mm-hmm. right? What are mm-hmm. the words we got, Suze? Yeah, connected connection and loved. And loved yeah. Right. And sometimes people are really good at leading discussions, but they're not good at creating the culture and environment. Right. So what is your first impulse? Who's going to lead the group? Not the yeah. teaching, yeah. not the prayer time. Who's right. going to lead the group in your absence? Who's going to drive the evening? Who's going to make sure the mm-hmm. right things happen? Who's mm-hmm. going to be sensitive to the people in the room? Uh, look at your first impulse and go with that. Yeah, I love that. Number two, when you have these people lead, the other group members don't complain. So let me just like to share with you a few things that have happened as I have been absent from my community groups that I have led. Do people complain when you leave, Michael? Sometimes. It depends on who I put oh. into the leadership spot while I'm gone. Hmm. Sometimes the person leading the group, meaning they're driving the whole evening, does mm-hmm. a great job. Yeah. But the teacher discussion leader does an abysmal job. And so because 
wherever I go, people evaluate things, I guess. That's part right. of my temperament. Right. But yes. I get feedback regularly right. like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't know what they should be teaching again. That was a little shady. Um, but listen to the feedback yeah. and also look and see, okay, who – who do you trust and is getting good feedback that when you're gone, things went really, really well. Mm. So for me in my community group, here's like a little metric. Uh, if I'm not there, mm-hmm. what I want to see is that there is a text message that goes out to the guys in my group with our prayer requests and updates. Can they do basic admin and keep us communicated? Because that's right. the thing that we do right. when we're done with our community group. Yep. We document in a little note mm-hmm. um, for all the guys. Here's mm-hmm. your word that we're praying mm-hmm. for. We send it to each other. Mm-hmm. And so I want to see that the little admin things are done, et cetera. Um, but I also just want to hear that people are responding, you know, semi-well to it. So what would you tell a leader who comes in and says there was no feedback? Would you say, oh, then it must have went well? Or Oh, never how would assume you... it went well. Thank you. I, <laughs> I want to make sure that that's clear. How do yeah. we tell a leader who's not getting feedback how to go in and collect that feedback about the previous week? Right. If you're in a community group, mm-hmm. in theory, There should be somebody that you can ask and just say, hey, how did group go while I was gone? Mm -hmm. What did you learn? Did God Mm -hmm. do anything in your life? And you just start probing fruit questions. Yeah. And typically, if you have a somewhat somewhat safe relationship and you're willing to ask the question, you Mm -hmm. you can get the feedback you want. What, What I think we find is that not all, but a significant number of leaders don't evaluate what happened when they were gone. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really not gossip or slander to say, hey, how did Jim Bob do leading the group? Did it go well? Anything I can help him with? Um, especially if you tell Jim Bob, hey, I'm going to just ask the group for feedback. Um, I really want to see how things went. That's a very normal thing. And I think as you're even pointing that out, I interrupted you to it to did. get that, make this point. If you're asking Jim Bob, how did the group go last week? And then actually you're getting his feedback and, hey, I'm going to actually ask so-and-so in the group too. And then you see that the feedback aligns or you find that Jim Bob thought it was amazing, Mm -hmm. but all the group was like that discussion was just weak. Now you can go, hmm, Jim Bob might not have the EQ Mm. to lead discussion again, right? So it gives you a little more. Or Jim Bob isn't, what's going on with Jim Bob that I can really hone in on and help him lead better? It's interesting because as as I have engaged a handful of community group leaders on evaluating how things go in their absence, how the how the apprentice leaders do, mm-hmm. that is common. There's also a, another common occurrence, which is the leader is self-critical. They believe it went terrible mm-hmm. because people didn't respond. And yet often when people don't respond, it's because you have introverts in the group. Right. And they're happy in the silence and mm-hmm. they think it went well. Mm-hmm. There's actually another challenge, which it just depends on who the person is. It depends yeah. on the nature of the group. So sometimes EQ can be off in the other direction as well. Mm-hmm. It's just an interesting dynamic, which is why as a leader, you know your group, you know the yeah. guy, you know the girl, you know what's going on, you know the feedback. and But that's also part of being in a group where you communicate with each other and that's right. a normal, right. that's a no- should be a normal thing. Okay. Finally, number three. Number three. Uh, They aspire to leadership anywhere or somewhere. Uh, In in 1 Timothy, Paul tells Timothy, uh, it's a really good thing when Mm. people aspire to leadership. I don't know where this thing happened where aspiration for eldership or leadership or whatever became a presumptuous thing or – a sinful thing or an ambitious uh, thing. I don't get that. Um, mm-hmm. When God puts a desire for leadership and shepherding and teaching and training on someone's heart, I think it's a really meaningful thing. 
sometimes they don't understand the weight or the burden that comes with it, but that's okay. They can learn that and then reevaluate their ambition at that point. Mm-hmm. But anytime I see ambition in somebody in a good way, I want to just, I want to walk that path with them. And so you might have somebody in your group who is actually ambitious to lead in different ministries. Mm-hmm. Well, I think community groups personally is an incredible place to work out your leadership muscle because at the end of the day, leadership is about loving people, caring for people and moving people and a community group play a community group leadership it's one of the safest uh, and honestly most tangible, measurable ways to do that. It also grows in you the faithfulness muscle. A lot of leaders want a platform without faithfulness and endurance. Yes. And so sometimes like we've had leaders, they can't make it through a whole year of just leading a community group without giving up and wearing out by you know February. Mm-hmm. Well, that tells me a little bit about their endurance muscle. Okay, before you're really ready for more leadership, let's build the endurance muscle a little bit. Let's have these conversations. So I, I think really just paying attention to those who aspire honoring that and your gut may even see a little bit of ulterior motive in there okay let's talk about it you know Um, sometimes people don't even know what's motivating them but when they hear it they're like yeah i want to kill that but i don't want to kill the aspiration and right and so walk people down that path come on think back to being younger oh my gosh i had so many dumb aspirations right right (laughs) or a motive that you're like oh wow right i had no clue about that motive back then and now you know it and you're like i can't believe they let me do that or someone believed in me or I think as leaders, we need to recognize we are leading people and you are honing things in. So motives purified, the Holy Spirit's at work. Our job is to find those people, get them in place, grow their skills and their gifts and abilities. And whoever has 100% pure motives all the time, I don't. I can't even think of one moment where insecurity didn't creep in, overcompensation or something. Mm -hmm. Some dark place in my heart I didn't even know existed, but it's there. Right, right. So. So then that disqualifies everybody, right? If Basically. that's our if that's our mentality. But I, I just want to encourage you leaders, reach out, think in your head who would do well at this and put an apprentice in place. Get someone into that role in the coming ministry year. Yep. Can I give a final so what? Please. All right. So what I do in my group, uh, about 60 percent of the time mm-hmm. is I do not teach and I don't lead the prayer time. Mm. Um, and I'm waiting to see. Uh, I put people in place, but I'm just saying, how do you handle and steward that? Yeah. And some people do. Some people don't. And uh, it's been a great opportunity just to watch people rise up, decentralize myself, but Mm -hmm. also I get to see who's aspiring, who has endurance, who's following through, who's being responded to well. Mm -hmm. Simple little thing. Community group leader, you don't need to do everything. Yes. Thank you so much, Michael, for sharing that with us today. 